guys, we have officially completed our first season of the Whatever is True Sisterhood podcast, and it was powerful. We had incredible guests and learned so much about the power of having a sisterhood to do life with. So to end the season, we've decided to recap the best moments and fresh takeaways from every episode. Welcome to Whatever is True Sisterhood Podcast. My name is Jen Jennings, and this is my co-host, Gabby Garcia. Hi, ladies. <laughs> Welcome to the sisterhood. Well, this is a place for women to get honest with each other and most importantly, with ourselves. We'll show up every week with our masks off and our crowns on to create a safe place for you to do the same. On today's episode, we've got a special guest. Our fellow co-founder, Melissa Adame, is back on the show to help us recap our very first season of the podcast. Woo! Melissa, how does it feel to be back for our last episode of the season? Well, ladies, I am super excited to be here. Um, it's been an amazing ride thus far, and I'm excited to look back on it. And it seems just like yesterday, we were just trying to figure out how to create a podcast profile, right? Mm-hmm. Well, over the next hour, we are going to share some of our favorite moments from the season and highlight a few of the biggest takeaways and surprises that came our way. Are you ready, ladies? Yes. yes. Let's do it. Well, let's start with the last time Melissa was on the mic with us for episode two, your brunch friends versus your Bible friends and when they become both. This title was actually inspired from our sisterhood brunch that we hosted back in November of 2021, which seems like forever ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Jen, what was that like for you as a new leader to see your ladies finally gathered together and having fun? I think for, (laughs) so when we all, so I was the first to like show, no, no, no. I was like one of the last people to show up and walking into at least 20 women, like cackling (laughs) and being the biggest, uh, uh, like uh, customers in the, in that restaurant. Um, it was amazing. It was really cool to see. Cause I, I think I I get glimpses every now and then of us coming together and just having a good time, having fun, you know, being free to have fun and not always talking about the serious stuff Mm -hmm. and getting together as a community and just laughing Mm -hmm. and and being joyous with one another. And so, and talking about stupid stuff, you know, life stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, um, uh, seeing that glimpse, um, that we have those events every now and then coming together, a large group and just having fun with one another. We need to do that. We need to do that as more as women. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was also one of the first times we were able to gather together in person uh, yes. in like the post-COVID yes. era for a little right. fun. So it was really cool to see women who didn't know each other. And mm-hmm. within five minutes, it looked like we all had been friends since college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was super cool. Unfortunately, Melissa, you were actually out of town that weekend, but you joined us for the podcast episode. Uh, And I have to say, it was such a joy to hear you share what the sisterhood has meant to you. I especially loved how you unpacked how what you've been learning in the sisterhood has been translating to your lifelong friends. Is that still the case? And how has it affected you as a mother? Wow. Well, like I said, it's been quite a ride. Um, This whole uh, podcast and the whole initiative has really just opened me up to another level of a relationship with Jesus. And um, I'm, I'm still learning as we all are, right? But um, in regards to how this has affected um, my lifelong friends and all, the cool thing is that I get to take a lot of the things that we're talking about, that we're studying, and that we're um, discussing at our group. I get to take it back to my uh, to my friends, and you know, it's not necessarily in the form of a testimony all the time. It's sharing a scripture or a takeaway that we have from one of the podcasts, mm-hmm. or simply just sharing the podcast. And I've gotten really good feedback on how 
you know, every once in a while I'll get a DM on saying, Hey, I listened to that podcast and it really made me think about this. And then that gives me the opportunity to talk to them about God and we learn together. So the trickle effect is in effect. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's awesome. It is happening. (laughs) And so uh, personally for me, I'm so grateful for that because my, my friends, you know, obviously they're walking on their, they have their own faith journeys and all that, but collectively with the tools that we're learning here and discovering through the podcast and through our group, you know, we're able to empower them and, and be courageous in God and be proud of our faith and our faith journey. And it's not something to shy away from, but to scream from the mountaintop saying, Mm. Hey, this is what Jesus is doing. And the confidence that has come as a result of being in this group and being part of the, the team Mm -hmm. has really ignited that. So, um, it's testimony after testimony, example after example, miracle after miracle that I've seen. Um, and in regards to me being a mom, oh my goodness. I used to think I knew how to pray for my kid. You know, yeah. I did. But now I'm on my knees every morning. I mean, I could cry. Like, it's just, and it really honestly, be, if you don't mind, it takes me back to, I always knew growing up that my mom, because she was always in the church, she was, a, she is, she's a powerful woman of faith. And she always, you know, planted those seeds of, of, um, of church and of Jesus and all that. And I left it for a little bit, but what this has taught me is that I have to be intentional just like my mom was because those seeds that my mom planted brought me full circle back. And with the, with you ladies and the tools that we've had here, I'm back to where, um, where I should have been a long time ago, but I am doing that now because of the tools I'm learning here and applying it to my girl. So when I'm on my knees every morning, praying for her. I'm pulling from the scriptures that we've gone over. I'm pulling from the lessons. And the biggest one is leading by example. I need, I want her to see me on my knees. I want her to see me praying. I want her to see me involved with women who are so supportive and are free in their faith and want to scream it from the mountaintop. So I could go on and on, but I'm not gonna, but I could, (laughs) but as a mother, it has significantly affected me in a, such a positive way. And I'm just so in love with Jesus. And I'm just so grateful for you ladies. Uh, and I'm just cannot wait to see what's in store for my daughter. Yeah. I have never, uh, I don't think we've ever asked you about yeah. that, the impact as a mother. So that just blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. telling us. Thank yeah. you for being such a great example of motherhood to me and, and to the rest of the women. Um, so this episode was a while back. Yeah. Is there anything we kind of have learned about sisterhood since then, since that episode? Hmm. We were just getting started. Yeah. I think it just kind of reinforces the fact of, of we constantly see women who are think they're too busy, mm-hmm. think that um, or feel that and maybe are. But then what are some of the things that are causing you uh, distance from interacting in sisterhood, true sisterhood? Um, I think it's just reinforcing, um, cause I'm constantly, anybody who's, who I've talked with, any woman that has come across, uh, across me who I've, I've met with coffee or whatever, mm-hmm. um, is the same exact reason I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. So if there's anything that I learned, it's that, that, that was right. That, yeah. that tackling the busyness is the thing and showing up is the thing. Yeah. And it's funny because the ones that finally take the risk or make the time go like, Oh, I needed this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, you know, season to season, we we get a different group of ladies, which has been beautiful. And we mm-hmm. know that, you know, life comes in seasons and things happen. But I think you're spot on. Mm-hmm. We, we're seeing the certain women kind of stepping back. Mm-hmm. 
And then when we get an in-person event, they get kind of get reignited again and go, oh, I forgot that this filled me up. I forgot that this was something I actually needed to make time for, or I forgot that I had people that I could go to mm-hmm. and ask for help, ask for advice, uh, just pray with me. Um, we for- we're such forgetful creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. We are. We I mean, are. think back to the Israelites, they were as well. So this is not new. Yeah. yeah. It is not new that we do forget. So so what what do we do about forgetting? Mm. We're intentional. We have to be intentional. We have to put it in our schedule. We have to remind ourselves. We have to put it on a post-it note on our mirror when we get ready in the morning mm-hmm. or whatever or have a scripture there or whatever is is necessary or needed for you personally in that season. Um you've got to do all the things that help you or remind you absolutely um, of what's what's true. Yeah, can I add also yeah. You know, besides all of that also is I think what I reflecting back and looking at like the group that we started and how we've grown and looking at all the ladies and even ourselves mm-hmm. is the vulnerability part. Mm, we yes. we all got so used to being defensive and it's kind of what the culture tells us, right? Like you have to be defensive about your opinion or what you're feeling and don't mm. show too much emotion or, you know, in front of somebody else or a stranger or whatever. And I think the walls have been broken down. And that we've we've seen how when you're vulnerable uh, with your emotions and with your faith and you open up to God and just trust, so many beautiful things can happen. And I think that's uh, something that needs to change in our culture altogether. Yeah. So not going into that, you know, too much, but the vulnerability part and just seeing how that's actually a tool. That's a very big tool that God asks us to be right, to be vulnerable and trust him. And I've seen it move. It started off like a little mustard seed and look, look where it's been, uh, where we ended up. Right. I definitely, yeah, I definitely, yes. That's like number one. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what, what she just said was number one. And then it's the, what I said. <laughs> so yes, yes. That actually reminds me of our launch party mm-hmm. when, uh, mm. when we had our launch party, I, we specifically designed this moment to try and get women to be vulnerable, right? Because it's hard. We were coming out of COVID. Yeah. We're finally getting dressed. We're telling these women to just show up. They're not really sure what they're showing up to. Uh, we keep talking about this podcast thing, this sisterhood thing, and we invited probably like 50, and just about 50 showed up, and we had some great surprises. Uh, but I think my favorite moment of that night was when we had them line up and we walked them through oh, yeah. uh, the agreement statements. Mm-hmm. So for those of you listening, what I did is we created statements like, uh, I have struggled with anxiety. Um, I have lost a parent, uh, just different statements that you can either identify with or not identify with. And if you did identify, we asked the women to step forward, uh, and they were all kind of facing each other. So it's this really great picture of all of these women facing each other and they don't really know each other. There was a a big mixed bag of folks and you could see the discomfort at first. Like, what are we doing? Is she going to make us do the funky chicken or dance? (laughs) Like, (laughs) really is this soul train? Um, (laughs) And once we got started, you you saw the, you know, we started easy, you know, mm-hmm. chocolate or vanilla. And as the questions got a little bit deeper, you started to see the recognition when they mm-hmm. looked down the hallway right. of, oh, you too? Mm-hmm. And just like the sheer amount of people uh, that stepped up for certain statements and you could just see it. You could see yeah. it on their faces. I, I felt like the atmosphere shifted. It was this moment of like, you had enough courage to step up. You didn't have to say anything, but just stepping up meant something. And you look to your left and you look to your right and you have the moment, mm-hmm. not just me, mm-hmm. you two and the people you least expect. You know, mm-hmm. I can just imagine the thoughts going through these women's heads. Um, and then we had that gorgeous moment where we we spoke about the idea of like taking off your mask. And that's what we had them do. And I don't know if you guys remember, but like yep. it was the laughter and mm-hmm. openness from that yeah. point on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, most of you probably who are listening and maybe even Melissa, um, don't know that what that sprung from was, um, Gabby having an intimate time with God, um, actually at, at my, my, uh, my dinner table (laughs) in my, in my kitchen, um, at my home. And it was one, I I don't know if it was like mid morning or in the morning sometime, um, you decided, Hey, I'm just going to ask, ask the father right now, what is it that he wants us to do at this launch party? Um, and that came from you and your intimacy with the Lord. And it just, I think that that's, what's really cool is that, um, not only, um, do you have a heart for women and encouraging them, but you have a heart for God mm-hmm. and, and, and having that relationship with him. And you always con- consistently, continually, I've seen you do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's going to make you soar even further mm. in life is, is that number one thing of going to the father and asking him, what do you want God? And so I, I just want to encourage that in you. I love you. And I thank you uh, I'm for doing this that. and put it on repeat every <laughs> <Yeah>. morning. <laughs> so I don't forget. But that's where it sprung out of was yeah. this intimate relationship with, with God. And I think, um, a lot of us forget that I forget that. And mm. so I just want to encourage every, every listener out there, that anything you do, anything you want to do that you want to succeed or whatever, I mean, forget that, go to the father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, um, a testimony to, uh, Gabby's relationship with, uh, with God. And so I just want to encourage everybody out there. Um, that's where that came from. So it was really yeah. cool to see play out in front of me. It I wish awesome. I would have kept the, the little scrap of paper it was right. written on. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally yeah. a scrap. I was like, I see it. I get yeah. it. And then we bought crowns. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we crowned yeah. one. And well, like yeah, we had we little crown pins we and did. we crowned each other. And that was a moment too. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, maybe we didn't understand it fully in the moment, but mm-hmm. now that I'm looking back on it, I'm like that, that was significant. What that was saying to the spiritual realm. Yeah. yeah. What that was speaking out into the, to everyone. Yeah. Just we made them, we made them yeah. say it out loud. Yeah. I, from this forward on, you have a sister in me Yes, and I will help you put on your crown. And that like, yeah. just hearing it out loud was incredible. And I think that was the moment, right? That God moment that broke yeah. everybody to where then the community could happen. Mm. Yeah. The vulnerability could happen. I was so. going to say it was mm-hmm. like our foundation. Mm-hmm. It literally was mm-hmm. the launch of something beautiful because we were able to be vulnerable and we shared those intimate moments in such a public space. Yes. And that's incredible, but that's how God moves, right? Do you remember the like Q&A session? Like yeah. we, oh, yeah. we thought we were just going to answer like, do you want to know what it's like to start a podcast? And like, you know, how <laughs> nope. do you form your own sisterhood? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It, it went way further than what I could have imagined. And there was, there was a lot of vulnerability and transparency in that room that night. Yeah. We actually had, uh, one of the women, Michelle, uh, she's someone who, <laughs> who honestly didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. We kind of harassed, uh, her husband and was like, you know, we, we really think, I really felt in my heart that she needed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure why, but uh, for me, my motive was like, I just want to get to know her. Like I'm very mm-hmm. close friends, coworkers with her husband and he's great. Um, I was like, get your wife here, get your wife here. And he's helping us decorate. Like she's has to come. And like, he had this moment. It was so cool where he looked around and he was like, wow, this is going to be a good event. Like this looks good in here. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, call her. Um, so she begrudgingly kind of shows up and you can just see it you on her body tell. language. Yeah. You could tell that she didn't yeah. want to be there and, yeah. you know, but she participated like mm-hmm. in all the things that we're talking about, she did. Uh, but then we get to the Q and a and it's like the end of the night and we're about to wrap up and she has this, you know, this little courageous hand kind of goes up and she asked probably the most difficult question of the night. And it was, what are you all going to do about, uh, honoring this sisterhood? 
like what happens when we hurt each other because mm -hmm. I have been hurt before I've mm -hmm. done this before and I've mm -hmm. been hurt before and um it's hard for me to trust again mm -hmm. like what guarantees do you have for me right um and I love I love that she asked the question it was it was the it was the moment right yeah. like and then we saw this ripple effect of people going like me too like this feels great right now but when life gets hard and they don't show up for me or they talk about me like what are y'all gonna do Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? Um, and <laughs> it was the elephant in the room, right? Because yeah. the majority of our women, we've all, I mean, all of us, all of us have been hurt. All of us have been hurt by a, a fellow friend, female sister that we swore would never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that's part of what we're trying to accomplish too, right? Is that we're doing sisterhood in a different way than what we're used to and what mm -hmm. we've experienced before. Right. And it's always bringing it back to what Jen said about you, Miss Gabby, which we all should be practicing is bringing it back to God, mm -hmm. right? So the foundation of what we're trying to do, it's always bringing it back to him and looking at scripture so that we do sisterhood differently. So it is a safe space, right? And I think, you know, we're learning and, and yeah. we're doing that, but I think that would be the difference and how we move forward. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think another thing to add to that is basically, um, don't, I'm not afraid and I want to create a culture, especially in this uh, wit sisterhood, is n be not being afraid to say, you know what? I'm sorry. I yeah, did do wrong. <laughs> I admit that I have done wrong and I'm sorry. But can we can we continue to have the conversation so that, you know, you and I can can re restore, reconcile this relationship? Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people just don't even go there because of pride, because of what, well, it's mainly pride, but, or whatever reason you could fill in the blank of that's keeping you from just saying, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. or I apologize. Those are powerful words. If you are wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. And you need to, you need to own it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I believe, I think, and I feel that that's important to say, um, out loud to my fellow sister of, you know, and, and restore that relationship and reconcile the relationship. However many conversations it takes. Mm -hmm. If, if, if we call ourselves Jesus followers. 70 times seven <laughs> period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not period. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. And I, mm -hmm. I think, uh, there was a moment on the mic where you actually told one of the women, um, they were talking about, how much time it would take for them to open up again. Mm -hmm. And you said something beautiful. You're like, that's fine. We'll wait for you. Mm. Yep. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, what a beautiful thought mm -hmm. that a sister would wait for me to get there mm -hmm. and be patient about it and not get frustrated with me. And it was mm -hmm. such a good reminder, right? Because I think, at least for me, I get really amped up. I get really excited and you're here and you're there. And I'm like, okay, now you're part, you know, you're one of us, you're gonna be yeah. part of this. And then they kind of fall back a little bit mm -hmm. or they have other things going on or I don't even know what it is, but um, I set these, uh, silent expectations yeah. and then I'm disappointed when I don't get responses or they don't show up. And I'm like, did we do something wrong? Did we not? And I have to just take it back to what Jen said. Like, we're still here. We'll yep. wait for you. The yep. door is always open. Um, and that's such a beautiful reminder of our father, right? Cause mm -hmm. we're screwing up and we're stepping away in different ways all the time. Mm -hmm. And he never shuts the door on us. Uh, so that for me was like, yes, Jen. Mm -hmm. We need to keep it at the forefront yeah. that we leave the door open. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't hold people accountable. And I Correct. think that's the yeah. apology and calling it out. And like, let's have the conversation because mm -hmm. there is a standard to our culture. There is an mm -hmm. expectation of grace and love first and people first. Um, but we're figuring it out. 
yeah. I don't know. I think we've had some good success mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. And, and part of it is being super vulnerable uh, yeah. and honest with our story. And uh, we actually did the interview in episode three with Maxine Higgins and it was all about that. It was about uh, the episodes called there's only one way to create sisterhood, share your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to take a minute to just listen back to what she shared. I was watching a, a TV show that was for teenagers and there was a scene on there where the girl was being raped and um, oh my God, something unearthed in me. I, I broke down. Like I could not stop. And then I just felt God be like, here, here's where I need you. Like, I know this hurts, but I need you right here. Um, And so I began to start to try to heal from this journey. And and the craziest thing happened in the midst of this. I was asked to come speak at a women's event at a Catholic university. And um, I was like, okay, cool. And empowerment, whatever. And so I spent hours making this beautiful presentation. I mean, like 30 something PowerPoint slides, all this stuff about rah, rah, whatever. And then I think it was two days before I heard that still small voice of God saying, that's not what I asked you to do. Mm -hmm. I told you to tell your story. And so, um, I don't know, I deleted everything and I started with a blank page and I just wrote my, wrote out everything that I've been through, um, and experience. And that was the first time that I had done that. And I went to this event and I'm like, oh, it's going to be 10 girls. No, it was like meeting full of women, just like, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to, to speak. I'm about to say something. And my mom was in the room. My mom didn't know the story. So I had to tell her kind of right before I was going in, like, hey, this is what you're going to hear. Um, and the most incredible thing happened when I shared my story. I thought what was going to happen was that people were going to judge me. They were going to tell me this didn't happen. They were going to tell me I'm playing the victim card. Um, That's not what happened. What happened when I shared my story was all of those women in the room. It was this like surreal moment of like, everybody was one and girl after girl after girl after I spoke said me too. I had this experience too. And so what happened at the end of that, actually, although it was a Catholic university, it wasn't, you know, Christian, all the people in the room are not Christian, is my mom and I stayed after maybe for an hour or so with a line full of girls just praying for them, just one girl after another waiting to be prayed for, waiting to be healed. And for the first time, I realized like that story that I've been holding onto was actually like healing for someone else. I never get tired of hearing Maxine share her story. Um, she has been just a blessing in my life and such an example of sisterhood. That's, that's really how this all started. I got to experience the sisterhood that she's talking about uh, in episode three and just cannot stop getting uh, wisdom and encouragement um, and just the fire to want to build it and keep going. I think, I think yeah. this sisterhood is a direct result from the sisterhood yeah, you saying. had with her. Yeah, so yeah. it's just... She, yeah. she taught wow. me so much about it. And, yeah. and because of that, I was able to come to San Antonio and go like, where do I find this? I mm-hmm. want this. Yeah. I saw it over there. I need to, I need to have it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just, I'm grateful that I'm able to do it with you ladies. Absolutely. Um, so what did any, anything you want to highlight from that episode three? I mean, we got a lot from her. Yeah. Um, I think what's really great about that clip that you, um, that we were listening to is there is this ripple effect 
-hmm. that if one woman shares her vulnerability, mm -hmm. this gives permission for others to share. So what if you are the one to start that in someone else's life? Think mm -hmm. about that. Your vulnerability not only helps heal, heal you, but you could be the one to help heal others from just your example of being vulnerable yourself. And so I, I am encouraged by that. It's a reminder of that, that I want to continue to be that, um, especially in this sisterhood, in this expression here. So. Yeah. Can I um, just mm -hmm. jump in here real quick? So I think all the episodes had something for me for sure that I took away, but I think this one resounded with me the most. Mm. And someone who is rediscovering um, her faith journey Sometimes when you're, you're, you're reignited or you're looking back or you're just starting, right? You just don't know where to start. You don't know what your purpose is in, in God. But if you just look at what you've been through and are able to see or share the, what you've learned or how your life has changed, that's your testimony. And that's a great step one. And that probably is part of your purpose. So the things that you've been through, good or bad, right? By sharing that, like you said, like Maxine said, like we're all saying, is that it has that ripple effect. So for mm -hmm. me, it was really just uh, God reminding me that, yeah, you're confused right now. You feel like you don't have your purpose. You haven't found it yet. All the lies of where like you're not good enough. You don't know enough scripture. You don't know it like the back of your hand. What do you got to offer? Those were the lies that I was telling myself. But this reminded me that. All the stuff that I went through, if I just share that with someone and not for the, the sake of hearing myself speak, but in finding the right moments to do that, that that is part of my purpose. And so, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's so, so good. Like if I took nothing away from that, uh, from, from this, but that, that was enough. And it gave me the courage to start using my voice again on throughout my networks and my platforms, whatever that means. Right. Yeah. To start bringing God back into that. And I've seen the effects of that. And by releasing that fear, I have freed myself in so many ways. And the peace is flowing. And I'm still learning. But it goes back to just that. If you don't know where to start. And you don't know what to do with the hurt. But you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because God has given you that. Just start talking about it. Even if it's just to one person. When it feels right. And you'll be surprised at what comes. And so that to me was powerful to me. Wow. That's so good. And, and it's, I think you're spot on, right? That's what the Bible is. Exactly. People telling what he's done for them, telling of, of the struggle, the horror and the miraculous and the joy that came after. Absolutely. Um, and you're not the only one telling your story. Uh, in our next episode that we did, Jen actually mm -hmm. graced us with her incredible story um, then you, you've lived out this principle in episode four mm -hmm. to the fullest, uh, you shared your infertility and your faith story and you did it to an extent where like you've never done before. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really, uh, one of, I think our most intimate moments just yeah. in friendship to hear yeah. you tell the full story. Cause mm -hmm. I hadn't even heard, uh, the extent of it, uh, looking back, what, what was that like for you? Uh, daunting, <laughs> <laughs> um, Obviously, I was reliving every anytime I tell the story, mm -hmm. I relive it. Um, and, and anybody that could be true for anybody. If you experience some sort of trauma, which I now realize was was trauma. Yeah. Um, I think that that was the time when I when I was speaking in that episode and just processing it afterwards. Um, you know, I think you said it. Um, 
because I didn't think I never thought that I actually experienced trauma, but then you're like, no, Jen, that was trauma. And I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. You're right. And so now that I'm kind of looking at it through that lens, I'm, it's just opened up my eyes more to, uh, just how much I was, uh, hurt by it. And it goes deeper than I thought it would. Mm. Um, but like I said, um, in that episode many times is anytime I get to share that part of my story or any part of that story, um, I experience a new, uh, a new way of healing from God. So, um, that's my, that's my, uh, it, it sucked. I gotta be honest. It really did. It really sucked, um, having to share it. Um, but I needed to do it. I, it's almost like my head Mm -hmm. knew yeah. My heart wasn't there yet. Yeah. Um, and then like, I would say like, once we started launching it, it was that weekend, the weekend that I actually had your son for a full weekend was the weekend, oh, where, yeah. which was perfect timing. Mm -hmm. I think because I got to experience motherhood for kind of like a weekend. And so it was very cool uh, to, and I kind of delved into that. Um, mm. and, and it wasn't, I wasn't escaping. I, I was, um, redirecting. Mm -hmm the hurt and the, the feelings that I was feeling about recording and reliving the, yeah the 10 years of my life. Um, you know, and it was very difficult to fit 10 years because I mean, it's an hour podcast and how yeah. do you fit? Like, 10 where do you years? start? Yeah. 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 I so, think that's how we started as you were yeah. like, well, where do I start? Like, yeah. how do we do this? And, mm -hmm. um, there was definitely a moment in the beginning where, where you broke down you were like, I'm really doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just so grateful that you you had a chance to say no and walk out. Mm -hmm. Like we could have said no, no one knew about it. No one knew we were doing this and, and you didn't. Um, and because of that, I, I think that women have just been massively impacted. Mm -hmm. Uh, have you heard anything? Like what's it been like since releasing it? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so many people have direct messaged me on Facebook. Um, people are going through my husband that knew my husband, yeah. uh, men went like that have known us in the past, have listened to it reached out to my husband, texted my husband. Now we're getting together, having dinner, you know, oh, like, wow. it's just, it's just incredible. The, the love and the prayers. I think that's the, the, the main thing that I'm like, I covet is mm -hmm. people praying for me, um, in this time and the, and that time. And even still now, um, uh, the, the love that people just show me and my husband, um, after sharing. And he, wow. he actually, I, I told my husband, I was like, Hey, babe, I think you should listen to this before mm. it kind of goes out into the world. And, and, um, he's like, okay, okay. So he listened to it. He didn't say one dang thing to me. I he was didn't. like, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> you didn't even say that you listened to it. I had to go in like a week later or something and ask, Hey, did you end up listening to the podcast? And he was like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, so, <laughs> you know, what, yeah. what are your thoughts? He's just, he's just so, uh, incredibly proud mm. of oh. me. Um, and he, he always, he's always saying that to me. And so, um, I think that's another level of, um, of pride. I would say a good pride, not a bad pride, but, um, that he has for his wife, um, who's able to be free and share something like that into the whole ether, yeah. you know? Yeah. I so, love that you said free cause that's yeah. what it did. I think you were chained yeah. by this for yeah. a long time in ways you didn't even recognize. Yes. And, uh, to Melissa's point, the moment you decide, just speak it out loud. Um, you get to process it in a whole mm -hmm. different way. You get other folks giving you language to process it. Mm -hmm. You get other folks giving their testimonies to you and encouragement of what it could look like and how you could use it and how this isn't 
right? Like if we believe the God that we say we believe, he doesn't waste our time and he doesn't do things to hurt us. He does things to grow us. Uh, but oftentimes I think our silence doesn't let us get there. Right. You're just holding it in and the the pain can be overwhelming. And if we're being honest, pain turns into rage. Mm -hmm. It turns into, uh, really unhealthy coping mechanisms. It turns into bitterness. And I think we all know what bitterness can do. And uh, to your relationships, to your future, to your health. Mm-hmm. It poisons everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. a slow poison. Mm-hmm. And because it's that slow drip, um, it becomes a part of you. I think a lot of us think that that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, girl, you got hurt. Mm-hmm. You got hurt real bad and someone lied to you. Mm. Um, that's why we do what we're doing. But uh, in the episode, you you shared a question that kind of got you there, got you to start processing this in a different way. And it was, will he still be your God, even if, right, even mm-hmm. if the thing you want the most doesn't happen? Um, man, what a question to ask, especially nowadays, right? When we're looking at news report after news report and mm-hmm. the news feeds and the ugliness of the last few years uh, has just been on full display for us in a different way. I think it ever has been. Um I think that question um, is so versatile, mm-hmm. um, not only for obviously my situation, because that's what happened to me, but um, you can just fill in the blank with whatever. Yeah. And so I think that that's probably the most feedback I've gotten is, hey, Jen, what you shared in that episode above all that question, I'm asking myself mm-hmm. that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really cool to see God working beyond, you know, me, mm-hmm. um, in those situations. Um, and, and it's really kind of cool to, to, to see and hear, you know what, I, I'm answering the question, the question, even though I don't feel it, mm-hmm. even though I may not truly believe it, I'm going to, I'm going to answer it in obedience and say, yes. And I'm going to do my best to live that out for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, if that was the whole situation and point of what people got, I'm good. I can go to heaven right now. <laughs> I can. I wow, can. you said that so powerfully. Yeah. <laughs> I believe yeah. you. Yeah. But I think also in that question is when you start thinking about it, if you're going through something really heavy or just being a human being in the world that we're living yeah. in today, yeah. right? Uh, it's so easy to lose faith in humanity, right? But that's just it. We need to have our faith in God and mm-hmm. not in humanity mm-hmm. and then look to Him to help us through it. And it's okay. Also, it kind of opens up. You know, we talk about vulnerability and when you think about vulnerability, it's about what you're feeling and being vulnerable with your feelings. But those feelings can also be of anger and questioning. Right. And it's okay to go to your God or to our God and say, what the heck? Like, what is going on? Help me understand it and have those conversations with him, because at the end of the day, he 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 will still be your God. But to have those conversations with him as well. So that vulnerability plays in a different role when it comes to that as well, when you explore that question. So there was a lot to it. Yeah. uh, But what a powerful question it was. Absolutely. And I think that's something we're all struggling with. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many reasons not to, right? There's Mm -hmm. so much evidence, not even evidence, but so much frustration with what we're seeing. Um, And it's hard for our hearts to understand why these things are happening. And, And, you know, the idea of a good God. Mm-hmm. You know, is he good? All we're seeing, right? We like to blame him for it. We're like, yeah. well, you're in control. Yep. Why aren't you fixing this? Mm-hmm. And and I love what you said. Like, we're looking at humans creating human mess. And then we're looking at God and going, you did this. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, guys, we're doing this. And mm-hmm. we're doing it to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that leads us into our next episode. Mm-hmm. We got to talk with Miriam Callahan, who is such an incredible woman and, and what a mentor uh, uh, to all of us. 
Uh, but in episode, uh, what was it? Five. Five. Yeah. Uh, we talked about doubt. Uh, and we got to unpack that in a really incredible way. So let's just take a listen uh, from that episode. When I hear other people talking about God's love, mm -hmm. it sounds really good, but it's like there's a distance between me and God. So it's that one. And it's based on the fact that God didn't do what my expectations. Mm -hmm. I had expectations and it didn't happen. So yeah. I'm disappointed in God. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. You can be disappointed in God. Mm -hmm. And I've even had to lead people to forgive God because they mm -hmm. had so much resentment mm -hmm. and bitterness towards God. So resentment and bitterness, yeah. blaming. When we blame God, that creates a barrier mm -hmm. instantly. So think about you and I mm -hmm. and our relationship. Mm -hmm. If we'd had a moment in time where I had embarrassed you or betrayed a, a trust, mm -hmm. you would then have to decide whether or not, like you would have resentment against me for yes. good reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't ever humble enough to admit, Jen, I'm so sorry. I totally failed you. And would you forgive me? You might could totally let that go and get past it. Mm -hmm. But if I never acknowledge it and I act like it wasn't a big deal and mm -hmm. what's your problem, mm -hmm. it's going to create a barrier. Yeah. It's, it's going to build up a that wall. Way. It's a wall. Yeah. So think what causes barriers between husband and wives, mm. between friends, mm -hmm. between relatives. It's the same way with God. Mm -hmm. So if we have an expectation that doesn't get fulfilled, mm -hmm. we can have um, disappointment. Mm -hmm. We can have blame. And that mm -hmm. alone keeps us from being able to receive the very thing that we most need. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Miriam constantly gives us good stuff, <laughs> yep. good stuff to take home. Definitely go back and listen to that episode if you haven't with a pen and paper. Uh, but one of the favorite things that I love that she talks about is this idea that God can handle, he can deal with mm -hmm. your doubt, your pain, your hurt, even your anger. Um, is that a new thought for any of you guys? Like, I feel like that's something we're not taught in church, right? <laughs> yeah, I think we've always been taught that, you know, you know, obviously God is heavenly and he is your father. So you have to be, a, you have to have a certain tone with him. But I think when you realize that he, it's more of a friendship, right? He is your father, but it's more of a friendship. And in, in the friendship or sisterhood, we should be able to speak what we're feeling respectfully mm -hmm. uh, and communicate, right? To trust and to be vulnerable. And I think we, in applying that with our relationship with God, it does a few things. One, it, it creates a space where you're really, where you're really, you know, trusting him, right? But it's also a way for you to really communicate what you're feeling effectively with him. So that creates a more intimate relationship with That's him. That's the word. Yeah. And then on a, in a friendship, a sisterhood, it's not just about talking. It's also about listening. Mm. That's clear communication. So when we are able to talk freely to him with expectations that include, I'm really disappointed that that didn't happen. I'm not sure why this happened. Why didn't that happen? You know. Why am I hurting, Lord? When you do that, you sit and you wait for the answer. And that's clear communication. That's true friendship. And so to me, that was just a good reminder that it's okay to do that because that's going to help you unpack some of the stuff that you're feeling, but you're trusting the right source for mm. the answer, which is God. That's so good. You're trusting the right source, right? I think you nailed it. We, we often go to the wrong places. Mm -hmm. We go to the wrong people and then we're disappointed 
um, or we pile on the hurt. We pile on the the confusion and the misconceptions. Yeah, but it's just like anything else. If you keep it inside you, mm. it's just festering. So you're not really healing. You might be surface healing by reading mm. this book or that, but you're not really tackling those issues. And so by taking the time to unpack it and speak your truth, but also be patient and listen, then that's true healing. Wow, so mm -hmm. good. And she leaves us with this uh, kind of prayer. So if that's for you and you're someone that's ready to do, ready to heal, ready to talk, ready to get honest, mm -hmm. um, she offers us this prayer. God, I give you permission to do whatever it takes to remove the thing in me that's been a barrier. And wow, that's a dangerous prayer, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you be ready mm -hmm. for the answer. If, yeah. Yeah. And be ready to be obedient. Like the, the whatever it takes can be scary. But mm -hmm. if we remember the God that we serve, mm -hmm. scary is nothing compared to complete healing Amen. and the joy that follows. And Miriam blessed us with another episode, um, episode six, where we talk about, uh, we refer to the F word, which you use <laughs> daily. And that F word is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, what did you guys get from this episode? I think... Um, from the incredible time. Cause you, you know, you guys only get a snippet and maybe an hour of our conversations, but, but Miriam and I, you know, like talked before and after and all night. I mean, it was incredible. It was an incredible uh, weekend to just kind of uh, be mentored by her and to just absorb um, all of her experience and, and knowledge and all of that. Um, but not only that, but spiritual, you know, a daughter, and so she, she is a daughter first. Daughter. <laughs> I know. I know. I wanted to, I wanted to say it too, but I was like refraining, but then you didn't. So now we I have can to say daughter. Yeah. They, they mock me yeah. for the way that I say daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the, out of the whole episode, um, I think what's kind of shocking to me and surprising to me is that she, she mentioned the majority of the time forgiveness is done between you and God. And not so much formally like meeting with the person that you have to forgive, setting up a time, sitting down in front of the person mm. and being like, you know, you know, like and explaining everything and uh, confrontation about that. But think about that. Most of us are afraid to confront. And that kind of keeps us from maybe doing any work on forgiveness. We just like, nope, I'm not going to deal with it. And we get busy with life and we forget about it. And then it blows up later, potentially yeah. in other ways. Uh, but most importantly, I think it is directly related to your relationship with God. Unforgiveness can distance yourself uh, from him. So if you call yourself a Jesus follower and you have not forgiven, the next question I would ask is, how is your relationship with God? Ouch. How are you doing? Ouch, that helps. What does that look like? <sighs> so I think and, and I've and there is scripture upon scripture to back much, yep. that up. Very much so. Yep. Goodness. Yep. I think that's a great question for us. To kind of end with how mm. is your relationship with God? Mm. If you, if you are not seeing right, the fruits of the spirit, mm -hmm. that's the real question. Mm -hmm. What are you not saying? What's the barrier that's keeping you from, from getting there? What's the thing you're not letting go of? Uh, what's the thing you've been hiding mm -hmm. kind of covering up? Um, and or we're going to, yeah. Or even something very little, like mm. if you think nothing is wrong with my life, I don't have anything wrong with my, well, what are you dissatisfied with? Mm-hmm. What are you, you know, like ask that question. Um, cause there, I guarantee you there's something you're dissatisfied with mm -hmm. whether, it, you know, and let's be honest, like there are situations are out of our control, right? 
but how you respond and what your relationships look like in your life are, are like the, the litmus test. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're no, that's that's spot on. If you're responding in anger, if you're mm-hmm. responding in bitterness, if you're being super judgmental mm-hmm. um, and sometimes we just do it and we don't take the time to like even hear ourselves right. like the thought just goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. I, maybe that's our challenge. Mm-hmm. Our challenge for you is to sit down and ask yourself this question. Um, what do my relationships look like mm-hmm. with other folks? Mm-hmm. And then what's my relationship look like with God? Mm-hmm. And I can almost promise and guarantee that if you take the time to listen, uh, even you listening now, right, it's probably that thing that just came to the forefront. And you're like, mm-hmm. and, and, and see, that's the funny thing is that most people do know. We know. You know. In your heart of hearts, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, if you were looking for a sign, this is your sign to go deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be doing a whole lot more of that in season two, ladies. I'm so excited. I know. So excited. I can't. I'm even. so excited to even say season two. Yeah. And and girls, it's gonna be good. Yes. We are gonna be tackling some some heavy topics. Yeah. Uh, but I think we need to. Mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of great things already out there, but not enough of us are talking about the things that we deal with in the dark. Yep. And a lot of that is surrounding uh trauma, mm-hmm. uh, but also the truth. We need more of the truth Mm -hmm. that you do not have to stay in your trauma. You do not have to um, stay where you are right now. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just be this. You don't have to live life just like this. This is not over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the word that comes to me is hope. Mm -hmm. There is hope. There's hope. So we're going to be bringing that to the audience uh, is the hope that comes as a result of the work when you deal with your trauma with God. So I'm excited, super excited. I'm looking forward to just continuing to have hard conversations, but always bringing it back to God. Mm -hmm. Um, And and like you just said, speaking truth um, in love, because you know what? Truth is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Truth is going to be hard. It's always going to be hard. Um, But if, you know, if anything is worth doing, it's worth the work. Mm -hmm. Um, it's worth, it's work. What am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's worth the work. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I said it the first time and then I was like trying to say it again (laughs) because I want to be all impactful and stuff, but it didn't come out right. (laughs) But that's, you know, that's me. So anyways, that's all of us. Mm -hmm. And, and we're excited. We're excited to continue being authentic. We're excited to continue having these conversations and learning ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can't wait to do this with all of you. Yes. So. So see you next season. Let's do it. Yeah.